listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Andrew Dembina. Andrew, it's great to see you. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Noreen. How are you on this now bright day? I am doing very well. Uh, for those of you who are joining us on the Facebook Live, we, we just managed to get it sorted. So do join us, uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And we've got the wonderful Andrew Dembina joining us this Thursday afternoon for the usual Artsing Around. Um, and for, for some of our listeners who don't know what Artsing Around is, Andrew, you've got a special background behind you. Tell us what Artsing Around is and what you do for us yeah. every week. Sure. I mean, I'm trying to let people know it's not just about Hong Kong, but what's going on around the world uh, during these weird times that continue. What is going on in the world of arts with an S on the end? So it's not just your fine art. It's also performance, which means theatre, dance um, and music as well. Uh, and also we're, we're, we've overlapped once or twice into the worlds of design. Uh, which I hope, which I will be today, because uh, to mention an obituary of a uh, of a of a designer who was also a great painter that people might not have realised was a painter as well. I'll get onto that. But um, the background you mentioned behind me right now um, is something by an African artist. Uh, her name is Ekeni Emeka Maduka, and um, she's from Lagos. Uh, she's a young artist, contemporary, very collectible, and really. Uh, a big one around the world in terms of people wanting to see what she's producing and uh, for some people to snap up her work. The picture behind me is called After Hours and it's her, a self-portrait. So I'm moving my head for anyone who's watching out of the way so you can see the artist herself. And then a couple of friends in the background, bit of a cropped picture, but you can look her up online. Her name again is Eken Emeka Maduka. I mean, you need to, you need to probably do a few versions of the spellings on that. Or I can tell you. Yeah. I don't want to waste time. I've got so much to tell <laughs> That's such a cool self-portrait. So, well, uh, sorry, go on. I feel like there's a bit of a lag, so I, I won't interrupt you as much. Sorry, go on, Andrew. Okay, well, she's um, she's relaxing with a couple of friends there, um, and they're being reasonably, um, you know, well-controlled, drinking a can of uh, fizzy drink, well-known brand, won't mention it. And um, they uh, and they're also one of them's got a mask around, not a, not a COVID mask, but a mask, a theatrical one, like a like a tragedy and comedy type of mask that you get from the theatre um, around her neck. They've been having a fun night out, obviously. And this is called After Hours. Come back, having a can of pop, and um, and it's just a really you wonder what's what's been going on before this, really, when you look at this painting. She's got a very kind of illustration style, um, so. Um, Right now, the reason I've got her work behind me is that the first bit of news that I wanted to mention is that according to arts uh, publications, Africa's art market has been growing tremendously during this year. And that's a really surprising tale because in a year that has seen gallery closures and uh, cancellations and postponements internationally of art fairs and exhibitions, Africa has been on the up. Uh, it's it's got new models of uh, galleries that it's been really proactive in producing, and these, of course, are online uh, galleries. 
uh, like like some other events that have gone on around the world, and there are not many. Art Basel, for example, um, cancelled its three events around the world. We've mentioned this before. There's a great one in Hong Kong, which shows you how much Hong Kong is on the map for the arts. The other one is in Basel, Switzerland, where it started. The other one's in Miami. They cancelled it. They put a line through it. They didn't even do a virtual version. I say even. I'm sure there's so much to be done to make that happen. It's not an easy thing to do. But what I mean is they didn't take it on. Whereas in Africa, um, big events that were meant to happen in person have largely gone ahead online. And even luckily in places where there are very few cases of COVID, they've been happening in person. Wow. Noreen. I'm just saying, wow, I'm really... I thought you were about to say something. Yeah, I was, but but I was going to say that's really impressive that they still manage, um, to uh, that people can still enjoy art. I suppose, you know, I suppose this would never happen in Hong Kong. We've had to close everything. And again, for schools. Uh, we schools have really, yeah, we have. We, we have, yeah, kindergartens are closed at the moment. You might have heard about that, Noreen, but um, ah. we'll, we, we won't get it. I say that. Yeah, to the listener, uh, having two very young nippers, as Noreen Mir does, that's really bad news, I'm sure, having to look after them when they're supposed to be in kindergarten. But that's not, there's an art in that probably, isn't there? But it's, uh, uh, moving on to back to, back to Africa we go. And um, there was a really, one of the biggest uh, events, like an art fair, which is a bit like uh, Art Basel in a way, except it's only in Africa, is the FNB Art Joe Berg. That's the name of the event held in Johannesburg, South Africa. And it did launch yesterday, 18th of November, online. So you can look for FNB Art Joe Berg and see some really interesting African art. Because to be honest, in this part of the world, it's much lesser known. So it's interesting. And the picture uh, behind me, that I was just talking about before, are um, uh, and, and other artists are really at the forefront of a growing interest globally. Uh, and to to show, to illustrate the global interest, there have been one or two before the lockdown in the UK, there were some art fairs happening in the UK and there was a big one in London, an annual one called the 154 London and the African um, from, from the different countries of Africa, artists, actually some of them sold out and Ekin Emeka Maduka, who is in the picture uh, who painted the picture behind me and she's in it in a self-portrait herself she actually sold all of her paintings through the gallery that represented her in london just a few weeks ago all right um, in that 154 london presentation before it shut down for some of our listeners who want to look it up do type in maybe google yeah. 154 um london art and then you'll be able to see their website which is one hyphen 54.com don't just type in 154 london because you'll probably come up with the bus route as i did so, yeah. don't, don't, don't forget the hyphen. Yeah. Um, so in, in um, Africa as well, there was a really big exhibition that happened online. Nigeria's number one art event, um, which was uh, uh, has been has been postponed, actually, from earlier this month. It's just about to unroll in early uh, December. And Nigeria, I don't know if you've heard in the news, but they've had a lot of civil unrest there recently. And it's uh, so Art Times Lagos is um, is about is about to happen. And they are going to have a whole section that's going to inc include 100 plus protest works with the subject matter of protest against the regime there, because 
the delay from the beginning of November to the beginning of December was nothing to do with COVID in Nigeria. It was to do with a political um, unrest that was going on in the country. So interesting that uh, that the organisers of the arts fair have uh, have got the uh, the courage to hold uh, sort of, uh, you know, 100 protest works alongside the artists uh, work in galleries that would be standing anyway. So you have the regular work by galleries that uh, that are going to uh, be showing, plus these uh, special editions about the kind of political turmoil that's been going on there. And African galleries are also expanding new ones into the European marketplace which shows that it's not uh, just a domestic market that's interested. And we, we talked about London before, the 154 event. Those, of course, were being sold to other people. But independent galleries that have a gallery that started in African countries have been opening in London. Two of them in the last six months have opened. One of them is called Accra Gallery, um, and uh, that's A-C-C-R-A. You could look that up. Um, and... Um, the other one, I will, I will come to it soon, but can't can't quite can't quite see it. Did all the research before and quite can't find it right now. But there are two two um, new Af if you, if you type in new African galleries in London, there are two, and it just shows that people are interested in both viewing and buying uh, new contemporary works from that continent. I'm trying to actually what I'm doing right now this minute is going through some of the ones that um, like artjoberg.com and I'm putting it into our yeah. Facebook video. So for some of our listeners who oh, want to brilliant. revisit it um, also after the program, please do so. By the way, Andrew is joining us uh, from now until 2.55 uh, and you can see him on uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. So I've just managed to put artjoberg.com there and also at one hyphen 55.com uh which those are the two that i've managed to put there okay well we move away from uh africa for um and, and it's and it's a huge you know so many countries there really do check it out exciting part of the world for fine art right now but we move from there to a sad loss of um an art and design legend uh from japan who was based in paris um, who unfortunately passed away uh, in the recent uh, couple of weeks, and that is uh, Kenzo uh, Tadaka. So Kenzo, who some listeners may have heard of or sort of vaguely heard the name as far as a fashion brand goes, which was once upon a time started by himself and then taken over by the, uh, the great big corporation LVMH. He died at the age of 81 from complications sadly linked to the coronavirus uh, in hospital in Paris. And um, that was a couple of weeks ago. He'd made his home in France since the 1960s. And uh, he's, he's known for his bright graphics. Um, and a lot of jungle-inspired prints is how he started. Uh, he, when, he, when he first worked in Paris in the 1960s, he worked for other fashion designers, Paris being the centre of fashion. And then he opened his own place in the 1970s. And um, he decorated he painted his own murals because he was a bit of a painter himself and he loved a, an early 20th century french painter called henry russo who did these amazing fancy like uh, works don't know if you've ever seen them they're great for kids by the way who are off you know not yes. at kindergarten at the moment they're all they're all um you, mentioned you know it. them they're all you these jungly pictures with you mentioned it i think i don't know you mentioned it definitely and i looked it up and they're really sort yeah. of bright and yeah. 
very very kids friendly oh, so happy even i like it yeah <laughs> i approve i don't mind them <laughs> yeah. oh even you and, you and you're a, you're a you're a hard crowd to please you are I so am. it's um yeah yeah so um it's it's interesting he was so obsessed by the uh the early 20th century painter henry russo who's no longer around that um he uh, he even made the tiger that Russo put in his jungles one of his motifs. That's Kenzo I'm talking about. And on lots of his uh, logos and T-shirts, um, you'll see images of tigers. I think I sent you a picture, actually, Noreen, before we went on of both the designer himself, who's a quite a quite a dapper looking man, and um, and also the tiger motif that he used in uh, his uh, in a lot of his. Uh, fashion uh, items and he used it as a logo sometimes as well um he he when he sold on after many successful years after opening that shop where he painted his own mural after he sold it on he retired from it completely uh, took no more active interest in 1999 and he became a painter so i've also sent you a picture um, which uh, is a self-portrait that he did for an exhibition in 2010 um of uh, paintings of himself so um uh i've got that kenzo up. the fashion yep. designer turned into kenzo okay great Ken kenzo became this uh really serious painter in his latter years for decades he was uh um being exhibited he had this very famous name for fashion of course which 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 helps when you're trying to become a new artist exhibiting but uh you can see that painting uh there noreen i mean there's no kind of elongation and I, it, you know, idealization of himself. It's more, it's pretty much what he looks like with a very colourful kimono with, you've guessed it, a tiger um, as part of the uh, part of the decorative uh, image on his kimono. Um, even up till last year, he was doing things of an arty nature um, that would fit into artsing around. He uh, he actually made the costumes for. A, um, uh, for an operatic performance of uh, Puccini's Madame Butterfly that was performed in Tokyo in, in 2019. And he, I mean, he was really non-stop. He was 81 when he passed away a couple of weeks ago. But in January this year, he launched K3, a brand of furniture, ceramics and fabrics that he'd been working on for three years. So up until his last year, he was really involved with everything artistic. There was no stopping of him. Wow, good for him. No, well, until well, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But it, no, no, but, it, but but really, no, no, sorry. I'm not I'm not joking, but he, but 81, you know. That's remarkable. Was, uh, earlier in the year. And just to be able to it dabble is. in so many different aspects of art as well, you know, from yeah. just yeah. from drawing and then making it fun into fashion <laughs> and into furniture in his latter years, well, latter year. Um, yeah. I think I think I think that was his dream. Unfortunately, it didn't last for he made it happen and he would have seen it in his own lifetime, but he couldn't enjoy it for more than the first year that it was launched. I wonder if it will continue. I'm sure there are other investors in it. Hopefully it will, because he's a bit of a legendary name himself. That's one intensely creative dude who's going to be missed. Absolutely. Um, so departing from uh, from fashion design or the fashion designer um, to uh, another kind of fine art form that has mortality, I'm afraid, uh, linked to it as well. And this is to do with Egyptian archaeologists who made the biggest discovery of uh, 2020, or so its Ministry for An Antiquities says. And um, they just discovered a lot of hand-painted, over 50 coffins with immaculate, because they were air-sealed into a mausoleum underground, um, 
that were um, in pristine condition that are over um, 2,000, some of them up to 2,500 years old. And I've, I've sent a picture, not of the uh, one of the painted coffins, but of one of the uh, people in the excavation who's restoring a, uh, a statue of one of the uh, gods that, that, that protects those who have passed on to the afterlife. Uh, quite a fascinating uh, um, looking uh, image of either, it's either a god or some kind of lucky force that was uh, thought to protect the after in the afterlife. I don't think I have it. So, did you send it to me? Are you sure you sent it to me? I, I'm pretty sure I did. I'll send it to you as soon as we've finished speaking because I know that's going to be very soon. If I didn't, perhaps you could add it after that. Yeah. But it's um, no, haven't got a, a woman, a woman cleaning, dusting as a, uh, a standing statue. Okay, that one's coming after this chat. Really briefly, because I know we're almost out of time, Noreen, um, there are a couple of things to see around uh, in Hong Kong. Something that started a couple of days ago at the Art Centre Wan Chai is uh, a retrospective of one of the greatest Taiwanese filmmakers. Um, that is Wang Toon, and his films just started being screened. He does historical and modern dramas as well as feature-length animations, and they are on at the Art Centre from now until the... 22nd of this month. Got time to squeeze another one in, or is that enough, Noreen? Okay, uh, yes, 30 seconds. Okay. Right, a few seconds at the Angela Lee Contemporary uh, Fine Art uh, Gallery in Sheung Wan. There is a, an exhibition that started last night of four contemporary Hong Kong artists. It's called Backyard of Memories. Look it up. It's Angela Lee, sorry, Contemporary by Angela, Angela Lee uh, in Sheng One. I think that's all we've got time for. Excellent. Oh, well, okay, one more, one more, one more. Well, that was actually the <laughs> that was really the last item. But 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 I'm ho I'm hoping to because I made I made a couple of them very brief. So um, the um, uh, the the Taiwanese artist, by the way, is a 70, 72 year old, another pro prolific. Uh, oldster who is still making art in this case film uh, he's been making films up until the last couple of years so go and see a living Asian celluloid legend at the Hong Kong Art Centre in Wan Chai he's won so many Golden Horse Awards including a Lifetime Achievement Award Excellent, well that Andrew Dembina thank you so much for your time today and I look forward to uh, more chats with you next uh, Thursday, thank you very much indeed for your time